Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Josh Gordon's locker, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you? And happy finals week. Happy finals week. All is well in my world. I got a couple of predictions right last week. The Cowboys were terrible, but, like, it's a bump in the road. I'm making peace with it. It's going to be okay. Yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll still win the division, I think. Um, but um, I think so, like that. so tell us a little bit more about your fan. I think you said you had – you were in six leagues and in the playoffs in five of them or something like that, or I don't recall. But catch us up on uh, what's what's been going on, says the guy who missed the show last week. Hey, you're a real slacker. (laughs) um, I am. So we are down. We're down to two in the finals, which is exciting. We got, got, you know, hit by the injury bug a little bit, but we got two still in it, um, which probably means I'm going to flame out in both of them this week because historically I do not do well in championship games. You know, it's a crapshoot. I've made peace with it, much like my Cowboys. This year will be different, just like with the Cowboys. I don't know if you listened to the show last week, but I did predict them to lose. I I thought they might score some points, but you know, it wasn't great. No, well, that that did surprise me. I obviously picked them to win, so I was a little bit more surprised by the outcome than you were. But uh, you know, some of that I think is sort of the Charlie Brown esque quality that uh, that uh, the Cowboys. We can't have have nice things. We just can't have nice things. Apparently not, but. Next thing you know, so, someone's stabbing a teammate with scissors in the locker room, or you know, things escalate. That's what happens. Yeah, that's. I, I hope that doesn't happen this week, but maybe next week. Hopefully not. The '90s were a weird time, though. I'm looking at you, Michael Irvin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That whole team was high as a kite, I think, but uh, or maybe not the, the whole team, but at least several the prominent players. How about you? How are your teams doing? You got anybody left? Uh, one team left. I had three that made it to the playoffs and, uh, one, one lost in the quarterfinals, one lost in the semifinals. And so here I am one, one team left standing. So the one I was particularly upset about was the one that lost in the quarterfinals because I'd already lost Tevin Coleman and somehow managed to, uh, make it, you know, and lost several other running backs through injuries uh, during the season. And, somehow managed to make it to the playoffs in spite of a sub-500 record. But um, James Conner and uh, Kareem Hunt was probably not the best running back combination to have going into the playoffs. So that uh, team was doomed. These things happen. Yeah. What are you going to do? So so life goes on, but uh, still got one team alive. So I'm happy about that. I'm looking forward to that. um, I'm favored in that game, not that that means anything, because you know, I, I have uh, limited faith in the projections that the, the sites hosting the games put out, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. Hey, but it's something to hang on to. You know, it could be worse. It could always be worse. It'll make me feel good for the next three days, and then we'll see what actually happens in the games. You sound like the Grinch. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> Why don't we <laughs> just dive in? We have an action-packed show for you tonight. As usual, we've got an hour full of information to help you win your championships. Unless, of course, you're playing me, then by all means, please don't win. Um, but we've got all your news and notes, injuries, who to start, who to sit, your daily fantasy picks, your waiver wire pickups, 
and of course the hotly contested game picks. <laughs> so we'll be here with you till 10 o'clock tonight, and we will be back next week for those of you who are inexplicably playing in one of those crazy, crazy leagues that plays through the end of the season. I'm so sorry. Uh, but in the meantime, you can find us all over social media, and we're happy to help you even after this hour's done. If you've got those last-minute lineup questions, find us at fantasyfootballsherpa.com at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook and on Twitter. We're at the number four THN inches show at fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. And I guess we should probably just start our nation's long nightmare and knock out the injuries. <laughs> I think we should start another podcast called Second Guess, where we actually give fantasy and advice to people after the games have been played. 2020 hindsight is very real. We're going to look like geniuses. Dr. Alexander, I have a feeling it's going to be a good week for him. I think it's it's an untapped niche that maybe we need to exploit. I just, I don't understand why no one's taken advantage of this yet. I can't either. But now that we're saying this publicly, probably everyone will run to their uh, Shoot, because this is live, and and we don't have time to capitalize on this because we're, like, actually doing the show. Right, I should have said that thought to the end of the show. stealing this idea, kudos. At least least you went for it. And just for what it's worth, it it is very Christmassy up in here. I'm in a Santa hat. I have roughly 500 cookies around, like, Christmas candy. It's like an elf threw up in here. So we were very festive here at the Fourth and Inches show this week. Oh, maybe in your room, not not so much in my <laughs> room, in the Grinch room. The Grinch room. All right, so we've got the Grinch. I have my cat and, and has antlers taped to its head. Perfect. I'm digging cat. this. I'm big time. I've renamed this. my cat Max for the night. <laughs> All right, so we've given you some joy. Now I'm going to give you some sorrow in the injury report, which is roughly, like, as tall as I am. Um, So good news for the Chargers and good news for all of us. We've got games on Saturday this week, and it looks like the Chargers might actually be a moderately healthy football team this week. It looks like Melvin Gordon is going to play. He's been fully practicing this week. Keenan Allen's been at practice. He's been limited. He's been dealing with that hip injury, but it looks like he's going to be okay. Austin Eckler has not been practicing with that neck concussion injury or whatever. It depends who you're asking, what they're going to call it. Um, but they're all planning to play. Looks like Eckler's probably the most questionable out of the bunch. Also exciting news, tight end Hunter Henry, who tore his ACL way back in May, has been practicing this week. And he could get activated off the IR in time for a little playoff push with the Chargers. I like this. I think this is a real good thing. The Chargers might actually be doing that would something make this year, but we'll talk Smith about them a little bit. And, you know, it it makes me torn because I don't enjoy making Stephen A. Smith happy. Him or Skip Bayless I got real beef with. But Hunter Henry we do okay. like, so we'll root for him. Right. Uh, Frank Gore is done for the season with a sprained foot. And uh, also it looks like Carson Wentz is going to be officially shut down. And they're still technically calling him week to week, but Nick Foles is going to start again for the Eagles this week. Lamar Miller is, quote, day-to-day, but not practicing and not looking a lot healthy, for what it's worth. Um, but keep an eye on it. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, Falcons put running back Ito Smith on the IR with a knee injury that had been bothering him. The Lions put on Johnson on IR. He had been struggling the last two weeks to stay healthy. Uh, Cam Newton's being shut down for the year with a shoulder injury. Taylor Heineke is going to be your quarterback there, a uh, product of Old Dominion University. So I'm sure you guys have seen a ton of film on him. Um, but for 
for what it's worth, on the flip side of that, Aaron Rodgers making him look kind of bad in a press conference this week. He's going to play. Uh, he was asked by reporters. He's dealing with a groin injury and, of course, the knee injury. Uh, he was asked by reporters, you know, have you thought about not playing? You're out of playoff contention. And, you know, he, he did the stand-up thing and said, well, they, they pay me pretty well. This is my job. I'm going to go do it. Um, right around the same time Cam Newton got shut down. So that was maybe not the best look. Uh Julio Jones not practicing, which is normal, but he's on the injury report with not just the rib injury that he's been carrying for the last few weeks, but also a new hip injury. So that seems a little more questionable. They're going to decide later in the week uh, if he's going to play or not to have a plan B there. T.Y. Hilton's not practicing with an ankle injury. He looks like he's going to be fine. Odell Beckham Jr. is still questionable. He's missed the last two games with that quad injury. I'm not really sure why he would rush him back, but they're saying he might play this week. We'll wait and see. James Conner, day-to-day with that high ankle sprain. He's missed the last two games, and he's not practicing. So it eh, doesn't look great for this week. But, again, they're going to wait and see. Jordan Reed, not practicing with an ankle and a foot injury. His injuries are now multiplying. He was healthy too long. So, I mean, now here we are. Um, not a great start this week. Marcus Mariota is dealing with a foot injury. He is practicing, though. He should be fine this week. Adrian Peterson's been limited with a shoulder injury, which he's had for roughly eight weeks. He's going to play. He'll be fine. Deshaun Jackson returned to practice. He decided he's going to try to play through this thumb injury. He's been limited. I'd wait and see. He says he's going to play, but he also said that two weeks ago, and we haven't seen him since. Cole Beasley's been limited at practice for the Cowboys with a foot injury. He's going to play this week, barring a setback. Um, I don't know if you saw this week, but the Bills did the most Bills thing I've ever seen, and they actually ran out of running backs mid-game. Didn't have any to play. Uh, their injury report is real interesting this week. Uh, LaShawn McCoy seems like he's going to be fine for this week with a hamstring injury. Chris Ivory is dealing with a shoulder injury. And Isaiah McKenzie is dealing with an ankle injury. They've all been limited at practice. It seems McCoy might be the healthiest out of the bunch. I really wouldn't start any of them. Uh, Austin Hooper has been limited with a knee and ankle injury. He is going to try to play. I'm not sure how effective he's going to be. Leonard Fournette's dealing with a foot injury, but he's been practicing. Kenyon Drake's dealing with a shoulder injury. He's also practicing. Looks like he'll be fine for this week. Eric Ebron's not practicing with a quad injury. He should play, but he's definitely going to be slowed down a little bit. DeAndre Hopkins is limited to practice with an ankle injury. He's going to play this week. They certainly need him. Alshon Jeffrey's not practicing. He's just sick, so barring something weird happening, he should be fine this week. So Eagles fans, relax. Zach Ertz has also been limited to practice with an ankle injury, which slowed him down a little bit last week. But you've got Dallas Goddard waiting in the wings, so I think they'll be okay. In Detroit, Matt Stafford and Kenny Galladay both have been limited to practice with a back and chest injury, respectively. Uh, They're both going to play. Randall Cobb is in the concussion protocol still. He's not practicing. He's not been cleared yet. Keep an eye on that. But it looks like all signs are pointing to him playing this week. Jimmy Graham also not practicing with that knee and broken broken thumb and the knee injury. He's going to play. Um, hopefully they actually throw him the ball. <laughs> He's going to be out there. The Packers did put Aaron Jones on IR this week, which means Jamal Williams is going to get the start there, though he's dealing with a toe injury and is in limited to practice as well. So they could be teeing themselves up for a Bills uh, repeat this week. Quincy Nunez is not practicing for the Jets with the ankle injury. He's going to try to play. But, again, Robbie Anderson's the healthier of the bunch. I'd go with him. Tyler Boyd's going to be shut down for the year with a knee injury, which leaves John Ross as the heir apparent, who's been dealing with his own injury. He's limited and, barring a setback, should be on the field. Joe Mixon's been dealing with a wrist injury. He's going to try to play through it, though. And David Njoku dealing with a knee and a thigh injury, which apparently is some kind of contagious thing that's spreading through his body. And he's going to try to play this week. So they're a little banged up out in Ohio. The Battle of Ohio could be the walking wounded. 
Todd Gurley's not practicing with a knee injury. He's going to play this week. It's more of a rest thing at this point. Matt Breed is dealing with an ankle injury. He's hopefully he's going to play this week. We've seen that uh, change on a dime, so keep an eye on that. Sammy Watkins not practicing with a foot injury. I think it's unlikely you're going to see him on the field this week. Spencer Ware dealing with a hamstring injury. He's been limited, but he will play this week. Doug Baldwin and Rashad Penny both have missed practice with hip and knee injuries respectively, but they're both trying to play. I'd have a plan B with both of those. And Josh Gordon has been placed on the commissioner's exempt list. He's taking time away from the team to deal with his mental health issues again. Uh, and it's coming out there. There's a possible violation of his reinstatement, maybe a failed drug test. So Josh Gordon not going to be on the field this week for the Patriots. And good gracious, we're at the end of the injury report. During the time it took you to read that, I made a rotten fruit cake with rotten fruit and <laughs> gave it out to my neighbors, put it in their mailbox with a little card on it. <laughs> You're very, you spent your time so wisely. <laughs> I do. I, I make the most of the time that I've been given. You really got to make the most of it. It's, it's all you can do. <laughs> That's right. We're so, so fast. Shall we do waiver wires? <laughs> Yes, yes. Okay. I'm sure people would so, love to hear a voice other than mine at this point. <laughs> uh, we might have second thoughts about that, but after hearing mine, but, um, <laughs> I'll say for running backs, there's not much out there this week. Hopefully, you're not in the position of being in a championship not game. Not the Buffalo Bills. Being, Don't be the Buffalo Bills no. and only have a fullback healthy on your roster by the third quarter. Well, they could just have Josh Allen run the ball every play if they wanted to. That's just, he's essentially he, another he running out, back back he there. But outscored rush wise their entirety of their backfield last week. I think just incredible. Oh, that thing like watching a position player pitch. Weeks. Although he's actually <laughs> a pretty good runner, I think he might be a better runner than he is a thrower. But uh, he's a strong he's, runner. He's, I will give you that. He is. He is. Uh, running back wise, I don't know if you want to. And put your pin your hopes to Kalen Ballage, but uh, he's mm. pretty much the only real high upside guy that's out there this week. Uh, Naeem Hines with Indianapolis, Alfred Blue with Houston, Rex Burkhead with New England, and Mike Davis with Seattle. If you're looking for some second or third string guys, it might get some um, significant playing time this week. But uh, other, I think Kalen Ballage, you know, who's definitely a hit or miss at this point. I think he is uh, mm-hmm. head and shoulders above the rest of them. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes? That too. <laughs> so, anyone to add to the list or no? Uh, no. Like you said, it's, it's a real slim pickings out there. Okay. Moving on to wide receivers is a little bit um, uh, less slim pickings there, but I think Robert Foster, who had a nice game while he was sitting on my fantasy bench in one of the games I lost last oh, week. Um, the worst. Yeah, he and Tevin Coleman both on the on the Sherpa bench did not help. But um, um, he's somebody this. that's still out there in a lot of leagues. Antonio Callaway with Cleveland, and they're favored by almost double digits this week, which uh, is a long time uh, uh, coming. I shouldn't say a long time coming. It's probably it's just been a long time since that's happened, is what I meant to say. Chris Hogan with New England might benefit some from Josh Gordon's absence. Uh, David Moore, um, Seattle, hit or miss. He's been missed the last few games, but against Kansas City's uh, defense um, 
might have some success this week. And then uh, Terrell Williams with the Chargers, who's who's, um, apparently only their third best option now behind Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. But uh, given uh, the former's inconsistency and the latter's uh, injury issues, I wouldn't uh, give up on Terrell Williams. But again, hopefully you don't really have to start any of these guys in a championship week. But even if it's just keeping them away from the other team uh, with the last spot on your bench might be worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I think for my money, I think Robbie Anderson is probably at the top of my list. Um, But it just, he, and I mean, clearly I've been singing Antonio Callaway's praises for a while, but those are, those are probably my one and two. Okay. Quarterbacks this week, um, a few decent options out there. Again, hopefully you're not looking for a quarterback in your championship week, or if you are, that you're in like a three or four quarterback league or something. But um, Lamar Jackson, things have not gone great. No, Uh, Lamar Jackson probably the best of the bunch. Uh, Case Keenum in Denver, Nick Foles with Philadelphia, Sam Darnold with the Jets, Derek Carr, and Taylor uh, Heineke are probably. You know, further down my list, but uh, Lamar Jackson, um, think, I'm not saying he's going to carry you to your fantasy championship, but there's definitely some upside there. I'm I'm with you there. Um, no Josh Allen on your list, though, huh? <laughs> so not on board. No, no Nick Mullins <laughs> on my list either. You might have noticed. You're a real hater over there, Sherpa. You really are the Grinch. Sorry, I was uh, figuring out who I was going to. Um, Denigrate next, but um, <laughs> oh man, so things are clearly going so, great for us tonight. <laughs> yeah, any other quarterbacks you want to call out while we're? No, I mean, I just, I just really enjoyed needling you about Josh Allen, who just scored some fantasy points. Well, he certainly scored more. Um, fantasy points than uh, some guys I've started in recent weeks. But um, anyway, um, on to tight ends. Chris Herndon with the Jets, Gerald Everett with the Rams, CJ Lizama with the Bengals, and um, your old pal, my friend Ian Thomas with Carolina, might benefit from the yeah. quarterback switch. I know I'm really clutching at straws there, but uh, – I was going to say gasping at straws, but that would have been mixing my metaphors. So I didn't do it. Yeah, we can't do that. We don't mix metaphors here. We don't play those games. No. I mean, I might throw so. I might throw Matt Lacrosse on the list if you're really, really reaching. But yeah, there's Titan's Titan's a little weak right now. Yeah, it's been pretty weak throughout the season. I think um, Charles plays a good all year. Rob Pardon. <laughs> That's because Charles Clay's been hurt all year. That dude's clutch. We lost a lot of good tight ends this year. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, we have. uh, Johnny Smith and some other guys have gone down with injuries. And then Rob Gronkowski's been underperforming. It's a dangerous year to be a tight end. Delaney Walker is. But I have to um, give you uh, um, belated props for – for George Kittle a few weeks ago when I said avoid him and you said start him. That was the week when he uh, caught 13 passes for 204 (laughs) yards and made me look like a fool for uh, saying to avoid him. So 
My apologies. It's okay because I look trouble. I look like a fool every week. So by just joining the club, that's really where we're at here. <laughs> I don't think so. But um, yeah. so uh, yeah. any anything else you want to mention before we uh, move on to the top ten avoid list? No, I think I'm good. I'm sure I'm sure I'll have plenty of staff later, but I think I'm good for the moment. Okay. So I'll start us <laughs> off with running backs, uh, top 10 list for me this week. Uh, you'll, you'll be happy to know, or maybe you won't be happy to know, but Ezekiel Elliott is at the top of my list. Dalvin Cook Look second. Look at you, coming to the dark Alvin side. Kamara. Hey, I'm just Proud trying to pick winners here. I don't like these Proud players necessarily. I, I recommended Jameis Winston for like three straight weeks. Felt, I felt terrible doing it, but sometimes you got numbers don't lie. Don't worry, That's I'm not right. doing that this week. Neither am I. <laughs> Alvin Kamara, third. Derek Henry, fourth. Todd Gurley, fifth. Melvin Gordon, sixth. Jordan Howard, seven. Marlon Mack, eight. Lamar Miller, nine. Nick Chubb running out, uh, rounding out. He might be running out of my top ten. He could but, be. Um, He's literally exiting he your be. top ten. <laughs> he is exiting my top ten. And just outside the top ten, waiting to take the place of the uh, exiting Nick Chubb or Kalen Ballage, Tevin <laughs> Coleman, and Tony Michelle. Okay, all right. I don't have too, too much beef with this list. Um, I've got Todd Gurley at the top of my list, followed by Christian McCaffrey and Ezekiel Elliott's at three on my list. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, I have him all the way up at five, which is probably why he's leaving your list and coming to mine because he knows he's valued here. Uh, followed by Alvin Kamara. It's on my top ten. What do you want? Alvin Cook, uh, Melvin Gordon, and Leonard Fournette. <laughs> You'll be interested to know that Leonard Fournette is headlining my avoid list this week. Oh, come um, on. Already? Like, we already have to do this? Followed by Joe Mixon, David Johnson, Adrian Peterson, Josh Adams, <laughs> Matt Breida, Sean McCoy, Garrett Blunt. Elijah McGuire and Doug Martin rounding out my uh, avoid list for this week. I would decidedly not have Josh Adams or LaShawn McCoy on my avoid list. In fact, they're probably in my top 20. So I got beef with your avoid list. Uh. Easy for you to say now after you didn't. Well, okay. I'll, I'll trust. <laughs> um, my avoid list. I've got... I have uh, Doug Martin on it, Theo Riddick, Dion Lewis, Zach Zenner, who actually made a little bit of noise last week. That was nice. Chris Thompson, Royce Freeman, TJ Yeldon, Austin Eckler, uh, Wendell Smallwood, pretty much any of the other Eagles running backs that aren't Josh Adams. Uh, Wendell Smallwood, Darren, Darren Sproles, one a former non-Josh Adams Eagles running back who's actually in Detroit, uh, and Rashad Penny, all on my avoid list. JHI, too? Yep, all of them. Lump them all in. He's still there. Okay. Although LaShawn McCoy, former Eagles running back, is not on the not on the avoid list, so it's a mixed bag. Okay. Well. Okay. How about uh, wide receivers? Cool. Who do you like this week? Uh, I have DeAndre Hopkins at the top of my list, despite the ankle injury. Um, and since I always pick Houston to lose, it's a weird deal, but I think it'll work. I have Devontae Adams at two, Julio Jones down to three. I'm a little worried about that hip injury. Antonio Brown, Tyreek Hill, T.Y. Hilton, Juju Smith-Schuster, Odell Beckham Jr., as long as he gets on the field. Michael Thomas all the way down to nine, and Adam Thielen rounding out my top ten with Amari Cooper just outside looking in. 
Okay, you'll be happy to know we have exactly three people matching on our uh, top ten list. This is this is a really solid effort we're putting out here tonight. Like this is it's a real good show. So far, yeah. One of us one of um, us is gonna look like a genius. I just don't know who it's, it's, not it's gonna, gonna be. be. I don't know if it's gonna be maybe it's not gonna be one of us. Maybe it's whoever stole our idea at the top of the show. That's the real genius. Yeah, here. whoever's off doing so the who, second second guest podcast. Yeah, who, who are your three? Who are the three that we overlap with? Uh DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, and Adam Thielen, who were the last two names that you read, um, Thomas and Thielen, really? I That's think. It. Okay. <clears throat> but the rest of my list, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is one. Amari Cooper is checking in at number two on my list. Michael like Thomas, it. three. Adam Thielen, four. Keenan Allen, five. Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, six and seven. Corey Davis, eight. Mike Williams, nine. And Stefan Diggs, ten. Just outside my top ten are Allen Robinson, T.Y. Hilton, and Jarvis Landry. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Um, okay. How about your avoids? My avoid list does not have any of your list in it. Those guys are floating around in purgatory. Um, definitely avoiding Sammy Watkins, Kenny Stills, Taylor Gabriel, pretty much all of the Miami receivers. I'm going to be very honest. I'm not feeling real strong about there being a lot of scoring in that game. Uh, Jamison Crowder, Zay Jones, Michael Gallup. Cordell Patterson, Devin Funches, Tyrell Williams, Danny Amendola, again, another Miami receiver, uh, and Jordy Nelson. Okay. Um, I had Odell Beckham Jr. at the top of my list, if he even plays. Alshon Jeffrey, Golden Tate, Kenny Galladay, Larry Fitzgerald, Robert Foster, even though I told you to pick him up off the waiver wire, and I'm not sure why in retrospect. Josh Doxson, <laughs> Jamison Crowder. D.D. Westbrook and Marquise Goodwin rounding out my uh, avoid list with uh, dishonorable mentions to Pierre Garçon, Jordy Nelson, who was on your list, and Seth Robbins. Wow, a dishonorable mention. Tough. Tough well, that's crowd what you tonight. Get if you just that's what you get if you just miss the avoid list. You get a dishonorable <laughs> mention. Okay, all right. We've got a new category for the end of the season. We'll, we'll carry that okay. into season 10 next year. If there is a season 10. Da, da, da. Oh, so ominous. Jeez Louise. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll show up. Are you going to show up? Fourth and inches with Jana and the question mark. Player to be named later. <laughs> yeah. A partner to be named player later. Or, player, something or like mess. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, speaking of messes, I'll start my quarterback list off with Drew Brees. Kirk Cousins, second. Dak Prescott, third. Mitchell Trudovitsky, fourth. Jared Goff, five. Andrew Luck, six. Baker Mayfield, seven. Russell Wilson, eight. Tom Brady, nine. And Matt Ryan, ten. Honorable mentions are Deshaun Watson, Philip Rivers, and Marcus Mariota. Okay. All right. A little bit different looking list. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) How little? Um, I have a lot, a little. I, I've uh, a fair amount, a fair amount. I have Patrick Mahomes and his catch-up deal at the top of my list here, um, despite the fact that I think I'm picking them to lose that game. But we'll get there. I've got Andrew Luck at two, Drew Brees at three, followed by Aaron Rodgers and his banged-up body at four. Matt Ryan rounding out my top five. Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, Deshaun Watson, Big Ben, and uh, 
Mitchell Trubisky running out the top ten. Yeah, some overlap. There's some. A little different well, I didn't order, hear any okay. of my void list on your recommended list, so that's a good start. What? What kind of world are my we avo- living in? It's getting better, obviously. Um, my avoid list all the time. has Matthew. My avoid list has Matthew Stafford, uh, Nicole, Nick Foles, Eli Manning, Josh Johnson, Cody Kessler, Jeff Driscoll, Josh Allen, Nick Mullins, Josh Rosen, and Derek Carr on it. Okay, I mean, I don't really have too much beef with that. I definitely have James Winston at the top of my list, followed by Kirk Cousins. Um, I know a lot of people think James Winston is going to have a great game. What? Some people on the other end of the line think Kirk Cousins is going to have a great game. Well, some people might be wrong. (laughs) I think Dalvin Cook's going to have a great game. But just saying, I think that – I think there are 12 quarterbacks better than Kirk Cousins this week for your matchups. Easy. I think there's only um, one. I've also, but... I've also got Tom Brady on my avoid list. Sandwiched right between Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. <laughs> I mean, that's a weird list. Um, Lamar Jackson, Sam Darnold, and Ryan Tannehill also all made the avoid list. The dishonorable mentions, if you will. Got some hmm. hot takes on my avoid list this week. Yeah. Surprised uh, Taylor Heineke didn't make your avoid list. He did not. He did not make the avoid list. He's in purgatory. But Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins made the avoid list. So, you so would, again, you would use someone's going to look really smart and someone's going to look really dumb this time next week. So you're going to use Taylor Heineke instead of Tom Brady or maybe in championship? I mean, league? if I'm in that position, like I, realistically, like <laughs> probably you want to go Tom Brady, but. I think I might want to be a riverboat gambler and throw Taylor Heineke in there. He's got throws a real nice spiral. He's got a couple of receivers. Ian Thomas can catch balls all day. Christian McCaffrey's going to do all the scoring in that game. Just dump it off to him all day long. You were giving me all sorts of guff two weeks ago about picking Ian Thomas. (laughs) But that was before Ian Thomas had a backup quarterback throwing to him. We all know. As as I've embraced this theory wholeheartedly, that anytime a backup shows up, your number three wide receiver is elevated, and your tight end becomes the most valuable person on your team. Why do you think George Kittle's so good? Because they've had 18 quarterbacks in San Francisco this year. There's a hard science to this. I'm telling you, okay. Taylor Heineke, Purgatory, Tom Brady, don't start. <laughs> Actually, I in one league where I'm in the consolation. Brown, the league where I sat Tevin Coleman. Please and, start uh, Taylor Robert Heineke Foster instead of Tom week. Brady. That's what you should do. No, but I'm going to start. I'm going to start Mitchell Trubisky instead of uh, Tom Brady this week in that league. Oh, and you're going to give me shit about Taylor Heineke? You're going to start Mitchell Trubisky over him? <laughs> yeah. Well, I That's think okay. you can make Mitchell an argument for Mitchell Trubisky over Tom Brady, but I don't see how. In, I'm making the argument how, for Taylor Heineke over Tom Brady. I'm making it right now. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, I can't well, wait for I'll, this I'll, game. I can't I'll wait. hold my breath. I'll break the world record for holding my breath if uh, if uh, Taylor Heineke turns out to have a better week than Tom Brady. Here. <laughs> we'll have snacks. We'll sure hold his breath. Yeah. How mad I'll, are you going to be? Like, what if? It 
actually happened that Taylor Heineke put up better numbers than Tom Brady did this week, and then you had to come back next week and do this show? How bad are you going to be on a scale of 1 to 10? I'll just I'll be I'll be um, trying to wash the taste of crow out of my mouth. No, so I probably you're, won't be too bad. You're gonna just you're gonna have something come up and not be able to show next week. You're like exactly. I'm fine. I'm all set. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. So. I'll, yeah, I, I'll have to pick up roadkill or something on the side of the highway. <laughs> Last minute this is, request. This is really this is deteriorated even for us. <laughs> All right, shall we move right, on to so, tight end? So since I don't have CJ Beathard, I've apparently adopted Taylor Heineke as my go to quarterback. But yeah, let's talk about tight yeah. end. Guys, All start right. Ian Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the is he at the very 10. top of your list or just on your list? He's he's at number ten. He's number ten on the list. Okay. <laughs> I'm all now in on this. I'm all in on this, and I did not pick Carolina to win that game. I just want to be very clear about this today. <laughs> Who else is on the list? Well, the top of the list is actually Travis Kelsey. <laughs> the bottom of the top ten is Ian Thomas. So there's some other names in between, but they're not important. Uh, Zach Ertz is at two. I've got George Kittle, obviously, at three. Jared Cook at four, Eric Ebron and Rob Gronkowski, Austin Hooper, as long as the walking wounded makes it to the field. I've got him at uh, seven, Evan Ingram and uh, CJ Uzma at number nine. Surprise, surprise. And then I've got Ian Thomas at 10. So I got like a really weird top 10 going in tight ends this week. I'm feeling strange yeah, about five it. Five of your I'm top roll 10 are on my avoid list. So it is a perfect. My vantage that point. sounds about right. Yes. Yes. Okay, so my top 10 can list maybe slightly more conventional, if not more effective, consists of uh, Kyle Rudolph at one, Eric Ebron at two, Trey Burton at three, Rob Gronkowski at four, Antonio Gates at five, Ryan Griffin at six, Blake Jarwin at seven, which should make you happy, um, David it Njoku it eight, still makes a little bit of joy. Justin Hooper nine, and Ben Watson ten. So there you have it. Okay. Um, my avoid list, <laughs> I've, I've got Vance McDonald on it, Chris Herndon, Vernon Davis, uh, obviously at all Jordan Reed, Washington tight ends. We'll just put them all in there. Uh, Gerald Everett, Ben Watson, Antonio Gates, Ricky Seals, Jones, Matt LaCrosse, Dallas Goddard, staying away from them all. Start Ian Thomas forever. Okay. Um, He's he's in my purgatory, so I didn't say don't start him. But I have Zach Ertz and George Kittle doubling down on the stupid here. I'm going with Zach Ertz and George Kittle on my avoid list for this week. What? Evan Engram. What? Jordan Reed. I can't can't even deal with you. (laughs) Charles Clay, Luke Wilson, KG Uzama, and uh, Ricky Seals-Jones. So I've got five of your uh, top ten are on my avoid list. Super cutthroat out here today. Things things are not going great. <laughs> no, they're not. Okay, let's see. Defense is always fun. Let's see how this looks. Who are you yes, starting? Because this is kind of a precursor to our uh, game picks. So we'll, let's see how much fun this will be. Um, defense is my top ten, and I actually do have ten this week. 
Um, oh, check you out. Tennessee is at the top of my list. Miami, and I assume, <laughs> I'm presuming Tennessee is pretty high on your top ten as well. Uh, Miami, Miami, Minnesota, Indianapolis, Houston, Cleveland, New England, Chicago, the Rams, and Denver round out my top ten. Okay, I'm feeling like we might see some of these games differently. (laughs) That's okay. That's all right. I have the Bears at the top of my list. Yeah, what a surprise. Uh, I have the Rams at two, Vikings at three, Tennessee coming in at four for me. Uh, followed by the Broncos, the Patriots, the Texans, the Dolphins, Chargers, and the Colts rounding out the top ten. We had seven of ten in common. That's not so bad. Yeah, it's just a little different order. Okay. Um, my avoid list for defenses, Detroit, and it's a rather lengthy one. Detroit, <laughs> Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Arizona, Pittsburgh, Washington, Baltimore, Jacksonville. Philadelphia and Green Bay are in my top 10. And dishonorable mention to the Giants, the Browns, Atlanta, New England. Um, not the Browns, the Bengals. The Browns were on my top 10 list. Uh, the Bengals, the Falcons, move. the <laughs> Patriots. And you're putting them on both lists? Yeah, that's pretty sneaky. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Atlanta, that's a, that's a New England, and strategy. Kansas City. <laughs> it is. I respect it, though. That's right. You know, I do. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully half our listeners will remember that I had them on the top ten list, and half that's the listeners will remember really that I had them on the avoid list, and so half our listeners will I think, think we'll I was right. right. You know, if half the people listening to the show think either of us are smart, then we're doing something right. So thanks, guys. <laughs> you know that, yeah. My avoid list. Okay. My avoid list. I've got the Jets, the Lions, the Bengals, your Giants, Seattle, Tampa Bay, the Cardinals, the Steelers, the 49ers, and the Raiders. Okay. Just makes me sad. Should we do some uh, game picks? Yeah, let's get crazy. All right. uh, No Thursday night games this week, but um, we do have two Saturday games. Yeah, I I like the Saturday games, but I like them more when they were – you know, starting at, you know, Sunday game times. I, I don't like the late afternoon and, you know, night games. Oh, see, that works Saturday, for me. But... I, I'm one of those psychopaths who works six days a week, so I'm still at work when these first games kick off. But, you know, well, I can work with this. <laughs> okay. So, um, so as, much as, I, as much as I moan about these Thursday night games, it feels very strange not to have one. I will say that. I just am never ready for it. Okay, speaking of not ready, uh, for Saturday, the Redskins will be trotting out Josh. Um, <coughs> Josh Johnson got you choked up there, huh? He does have me Put your breath away. There, Josh Johnson. He does, um, <laughs> and not in a good way. Maybe I'll have to play Madden to figure out who the other players on the Redskins are. That was my favorite um, thing about last week. No, no, that's my second favorite thing. The Bills running out of running backs was my first favorite thing. Okay. So I think the uh, disaster ending of the season continues for the Josh Johnson-led Redskins. Tennessee, I think, will continue their resurgence and Derrick Henry in line for his third big game in a row. I'll go with uh, Tennessee by almost two touchdowns at home. Tennessee 27, Washington 14. Okay, I have it marginally closer. I've got Marcus Mariota and the old Mariota carts um, taking this to victory. 
and hopefully my Mariota Kart Fantasy team will as well. But uh, I, I feel pretty confident the actual Marcus Mariota can can beat the Redskins. I have them winning 23-17. I just think that clearly their entire offensive line isn't made of people who like basically weren't playing football six weeks ago like the Redskins are, and they're not on their 17th quarterback of the season, which gives them a definite advantage. Washington's defense is good, and they'll keep them in it, but I just – I mean, I, I worry a little bit. Clearly it wasn't like a huge offensive showing from the Redskins last week, and I don't think it's going to get a whole lot better this week. No, I, I wouldn't think that it would. Um, Chargers at are hosting the Ravens in the late game. That should be um, a very competitive game. The Chiefs-Chargers game was really exciting, although if you turned the TV off after the Chiefs opening drive, you might have thought that it was going to be a blowout, but it wasn't. You would be um, wrong about that. Things you would got even a little be wrong crazy. about the winning team. They, they did indeed. Uh, for this game, I think it's <laughs> going to be competitive, but I'll give the edge to the Chargers um, at home. I'll go with them by a field goal. Melvin Gordon returns, and the Chargers win by a field goal, 27-24. Um, I'm, I'm very into what the Ravens are doing right now. I was worried about them last week, and, and with the whole Jill Sacco coming back and being healthy thing, um, I think that going to L.A. and the Chargers having three extra days of rest because they played on Thursday night last week, and there's a lot working against the, the Ravens right now, and then the Chargers got healthy on top of it. So I've got the Chargers winning this pretty easily, 30-21, to 21, um, but I think they're going to be in control most of the way. Okay. So next up we've got the Battle of Miami, or excuse me, the Battle of Florida, Miami hosting Jacksonville. <laughs> Two teams headed in opposite directions. Um, I don't know. It's This is one of those, for me, who cares games. but. Uh, I'll go with the Dolphins oh. to win this pretty easily. I know you're a Dolphins uh, fan. No respect. That they're one of one of a, a bunch of teams that you root for. So um, Maybe I, I think they'll give you an early Christmas present with a 27-17 <laughs> victory. I am actually taking the Jaguars to win this, believe it or not, in a barn burner 21-20 on a last-second field goal. So I've nabbed out this whole game for you already. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if, if that happens, I'll go out and get a Kobe Kessler uh, bobblehead doll. This is a game I would actually like to watch. Unfortunately, I've got some other games that probably I should watch before that. But, like, I, you know, this is I might watch a replay of this. I might be the only person in America who wants to. But I'm here for this. <laughs> well, if in a sample size of two, you're you're the only one that wants to watch that game. Fifty percent of people. That's a huge chunk. <laughs> <laughs> Look All at right. that. The nation loves this game. <laughs> Apparently. Um, next up, we've got Houston traveling to Philadelphia, and the Eagles surprised a lot of people by going out to California and beating the Rams. Last week, um, it, now they're it home. Not surprise this person. Oh no, no. Oh. Okay. So <laughs> I was drunk on power and making America crazy night. picks last week. This is what happens when you're not around. There's no one to check me. <laughs> I don't think I check you even when I'm here. I think it's just a matter of <laughs> being a dissenting voice in the wilderness. Probably, but, be- probably better for people. There's a voice of sanity and reason, and that is not me here. <laughs> Uh, Houston's 
uh, defensive front is is going to have a, a successful game against uh, Nick Foles, and I would look for the Texans to get back on track and win this game. I'll say final score: Texans twenty-eight, Eagles twenty-one. We have a very similar score, but I actually have the Eagles winning this 28-23. I think Nick Foley and Dynamite is the spark they need. This is what happened last year. Comes in 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 California, leads them to victory, doesn't lose games. He's got no pressure on him now. I think the Eagles are going to pull this out. I think they actually lost the game against the Rams last year, but he did win the Super Bowl this year. Everything's going to start that game. It's fine. Doesn't count. Okay. I think you should go back from whence you came, but uh, let's see here. Up next, we've got uh, Minnesota at Detroit. Uh, one of these two teams has a lot to play for, and I'll give you a hint. It's not Detroit. And Minnesota making that wild card push. I think they're going to um, be successful this week. Uh, Dalvin Cook you know, on the ground and you know, Adam Thielen and... Uh, Stephon Diggs through the air. I, I think we'll have a pretty easy time of it. I'll go with the final score, Vikings 31, Lions 20. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I've, I've got the Vikings winning 31-21, so we're right in the same vein there. I think that Dalvin Cook's the real difference maker here. Obviously, since Kirk Cousins was on my avoid list, not my start list. Um, again, I'm just hoping Matt Stafford survives. That's really all I'm ever looking for out of a Detroit game at this point because it just doesn't seem like his offensive line wants to protect him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Minnesota's they're, they're getting healthier. They're, you know, they seem to be functional again. There was a lull. There was a down period, but things seem to be working again for them. Okay. Um, next up, we've got uh, Dallas hosting their third game in the la- or fourth game in the last five. This week they're hosting Tampa Bay. I think they'll write the, the ship this week, or I guess right get back on the horse if you want a cowboy analogy. Um, and I think Tampa <laughs> Bay will have a bunch of coal in their stocking. And uh, I'll go with uh, the Cowboys and Cole Beasley to win this 31-24. I like, I like throwing Cole Beasley in there. I enjoy that whole sunshine. Um, I have the Cowboys winning this 30-20. to I'm a little less fearful than I was last week with the Colts game. I think, you know, it was kind of a wake-up call getting shut out at home by Indianapolis. It was not great. So they're going to come out swinging. Um, They're getting a little healthier, you know, still a little banged up. But Tampa Bay is just a bit of a mess. And clearly I I, I don't have high expectations for Jameis Winston here. Um, So I just – I think Dallas will, will get it done this week, I hope. Okay, next up we've got uh, the Jets hosting Green Bay. The Jets have been a mess recently. Green Bay's been arguably mm. even more of a mess, which means that I'm going to pick the Sam. I'm going to pick the Sam Darnold to uh, oh. come on, oh. come here with the minor upset. Uh, Jets than 27, this. Packers 24. Mm. I'm going to take the Packers. I know we're all surprised by that. Uh. Yeah, I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> take the Packers to win 27-16. I'm not convinced that the Jets can look like they're a functional football team. Um, I think that the Packers have a better chance of doing that. I don't think this is going to be like a real clinic on how to play football, though. I think that's safe to say. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got my beloved Giants uh, traveling to Indianapolis. Uh, Giants 
did not look good at home against the Titans last week, and their playoff yeah, hopes, when as they were, were dashed. But uh, they, they do still have a chance to ruin the Cowboys season next week, so there's, there's that. But um, this week, I Appreciate think they'll that. continue to... <laughs> This week, I think they'll continue to ruin their own season, although they think they will improve by actually scoring points this week. So I'll go with a final score of uh, Indianapolis 28, Giants 20. I have Indianapolis winning 33-21, and I think most of those 21 points are coming from Saquon Barkley. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much where Quite I'm possible. there. Yeah, okay. which isn't terrible. I just I think Indianapolis has a lot more offensive firepower, and you know that's that's going to be the difference. All right next up, and they have a defense too. Actually, Giants defense has it been helps. up and down all season, but they can't seem to get that Streaky. in sync and play a complete game. I mean, they the game a couple weeks ago, you know, they um, where they hung forty points on the. Um, on the Redskins was a nice uh, combined team effort there, but that's pretty much the only, you know, real blowout victory they've had all season. But you have that to hang your hat on. So that's nice. No, it it messed up their draft. Or messed (laughs) up their draft That's right, that pushed them out of your top five with 17 other teams. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I actually think they're going to have the last pick in the draft this year, even though they're not, and they're obviously not going to be in the playoffs, much less winning the Super Bowl. Really? That's a bold statement. <laughs> and I think the reason that's going to happen is they're going to do something stupid and get their first-round pick taken away, and therefore they'll be the last team to pick to have no, their first I don't, pick. There's a, a lot of teams that can do dumber things than you guys, so I, I have higher hopes than you do. Oh. Maybe all the other teams will trade their first-round draft picks for new coaches, except for the Giants. And they'll have Maybe. whomever they want. So there's something it could happen. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's about as likely about as the uh, of Ohio. And Thomas uh, <laughs> being a, a top ten tight end, and uh, Tyler he Heineke is. being a top ten quarterback. He's not only a top ten; he is the number ten tight end. This is real life we're living. Okay. Battle of Ohio, um, pretty simple. Uh, (laughs) Cleveland is a better team than Cincinnati right now, which shocks me to say, but that's the way it is. Uh, Go with a final score here, Cleveland 28, Cincinnati 17. I've got Cleveland winning 27-23, mostly just because I think something weird will happen. Not necessarily that I think Cincinnati can score 23 points all on their own. I think Cleveland's going to give them 12 safeties and a field goal. Oh, how cool would that be? I would watch that game all day. <laughs> no? Not interested? All right. We'll talk about Atlanta and Carolina. <laughs> yeah. We're running out of time here. I want to get through the rest of these games. <laughs> well, fine. If you want to be like that, then fine. <laughs> well, actually, what I really want to do is save time for Daily Fantasy at the end. Okay. All right, I can get behind that. All, all 30 seconds of my, my car car uh, spiel, basically. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so are we on to the Atlanta-Carolina game? I guess we are. I think so. Uh, I think it seems okay. like the right place to go. So <clears throat> Carolina at home, backup quarterback. I, I think Heineke. they do manage to keep Heineke. this. 
I, I think Taylor Heineke will manage to keep this fairly close, even though I don't think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback this week. I'll go, he's in my purgatory, but I'll go with Atlanta and Matt Ryan to win this over the um, Taylor Heineke's by a final score, 27-24. I like, like how proudly he's in my purgatory. He is. I, I've got Atlanta winning 28-21. Um, so, Unfortunately, I did not take the fighting Taylor Heineke's to win this game because even that seems a little aggressive for me. Um, but I'd, I'd love to be wrong about it because I've completely given up on, you know, I, I went through 10 weeks of picking Atlanta blindly because they were my Super Bowl pick and they've forsaken me so many times. I'm, I'm done. Let Taylor Heineke win. But it's it's tough to justify that statistically. Yeah. It's a little hard. I, I, would, I tried, but I, it's tough. I, it's tough to get there. Say impossible, like continue hmm anyway buffalo and new england of the don't start the tom brady's how do you feel about this one um i i think new england will win 27 to 21 but i want someone with more upside and i think uh mitchell trubisky against the 49ers has more upside this week than uh tom brady does against the bills so anyway i'll go like i said uh Patriots 27, Bills 21 is my final score there. Okay, I've got I've got the Patriots winning 27-24. I've got the Bills hanging around a little bit more. Um, By one point. But I, I mean, I think this is... No, a, three points more. Be, okay. Yeah, well, that, oh, a field anymore, goal. That's a whole, a whole a kicker play out there, which are very high risk these days. <laughs> Apparently. It's tough. Tough gig. Okay. Used to be what looked like the cushiest gig in the world, being a kicker. Now, very cutthroat. I still want to see the Packers sign Josh Lambeau at some point. Yeah, so he can do the Lambeau leap. I don't understand why that hasn't happened yet. Well, he did get I'm to like play a against the Matt Green Bay last year or two years ago when he was with the Chargers. But uh, anyway, Mason Crosby is about 30, you know, 30, 10 years old or so now. But uh at some point, uh, they're going to need a new kicker, and hopefully it'll be Josh Lambeau. You can only hope. I okay. hope the fantasy and the regular football gods are listening right Speaking now. Speaking of hope and Mitchell Trubisky, uh, <clears throat> the Bears on the road against San Francisco this weekend. Um, I, I think Chicago will win this in a blowout, even though San Francisco up and uh, surprised the Seahawks last week. I don't think that happens again, but... I'll go with the Bears to win this by two touchdowns. Jordan Howard and the Bears 31, and the Nikki Mullins uh, led 49ers 17. Okay, I've got I've got the uh, Old Mitchell Trubisky is winning 33-20, and I think a lot of that's their defense. And unfortunately, even though George Kittle's going to do great things, he's just one man, just like Johnny Boxen, just one man. If he threw the ball to himself, he could get double fantasy points for a team. If he threw the ball to himself, I'd be, I might convert to a 49ers fan, which would be like the most sacrilegious thing I can do as a Cowboys fan, just because of George Kittle. So, I mean, challenge accepted. Go ahead. Prove me wrong, George. Well, hopefully he does it in a PPR league too. But That would uh, be great. Okay. Next up, we've got the Rams traveling to Arizona. I think the Rams will bounce back um, from their home defeat against the Eagles last week, and I think that's more a function of Arizona being 
really awful rather than the Rams getting uh, themselves back in playoff shape. But uh, I'll go with the Rams to win this pretty easily. I'll say Rams 30 uh, and Cardinals 21. I've got I've got the Rams winning 27-17, so you know similar deal, just different numbers. So I just the Cardinals are not on the same level in any possible way as the Rams right now, unfortunately. Okay, but they they're going to get a better draft pick, so they have that going. Are they in your them. top five? Um, yes, they are. As a matter of fact, <laughs> they updated top five. They might be the top yeah. one, but we'll see. The updated top five. <laughs> yes. All right. Keep that. All right. Keep going. So next up, we've got uh, the Steelers uh, fresh off their um, home victory against the Patriots last week that cost me um, a berth in the finals thanks to uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and Tom Brady and James White deciding oh. not to show up for that game. But um, anyway, I think... Uh, New Orleans will uh, have a pretty easy time with the Steelers. I think Steelers keep it close, but uh, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, too much for the Steelers. Uh, Gore, Saints 31, Steelers 24. I'm taking Pittsburgh to win 34 to 30. Um, I think they're finally going to get it together. I think that New Orleans is a little bit of a mess right now. I, I don't understand how he only scored 12 points last week, but that's neither here nor there. I think that this is going to be more of a shootout, not a big defensive showing here, but the, I think I think the Steelers are tired of people talking smack about them, and they're going to actually pull one out here. They're going to get a mini upset going into New Orleans. There were a lot of low-scoring games last week, although that one was particularly Ooh, yeah, Last week was just weird. I didn't, it was, yeah. I didn't enjoy a lot of it. Okay, next up we've got uh, Kansas City traveling to Seattle. Seattle is in much better um, playoff shape um, than they were a few weeks ago, but still had that uh, confusing loss against the 49ers last week. But um, I think Seattle rebounds and wins this and sends the Chiefs to their second uh, defeat in a row. It's so strange, and there's no real clear you know, well-rounded team that you can just count on week in and week out. Usually they're one or two teams that you look at them and say they're obviously the class of things. But as we discussed a few weeks ago, even the top four to six teams all have pretty significant flaws. But uh, anyway, mm-hmm. I'll go with uh, Seattle 27, Chiefs 24. I'm taking Kansas City to win 30-27 in a tough one. Um, I think I think they're going to bounce back. I think they're going to prove something by going into Seattle and beating the 12th man. Okay, and then the last uh, Monday night game of the season, uh, which the the schedulers must be uh, kicking themselves or hitting themselves with something. Detroit at Denver at Oakland. Yeah, it would have been a great game. Yeah, in the not too distant. John Elway did, but certainly not this year. Yeah, not this year. Not this year. Uh, I'll go with the final score of Denver 24, Oakland 21. We got Denver winning 24-17, so we're pretty much on the same page there. Um, real quick, just some daily fantasy options for you. Obviously, we're giving some value picks because you're you're a smart human. You can figure it out on your own with the the big ticket. Guys. You know, to but start here's Tom a Brady over Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke is going to be a way better value. Uh, 
<laughs> if you're looking for stacks, the Cowboys, Eagles, Colts, and Falcons all are going to be your best bets there. At quarterback, Dak Prescott and Nick Foles, and unfortunately, Jameis Winston, all good values, good ROI there. At running back, Sony Michelle, Leonard Fournette, Tevin Coleman, and Elijah McGuire, all good bets there. And at wide receiver, Golden Tate, Jarvis Landry, Larry Fitzgerald, Robbie Anderson, and Josh Reynolds. At tight end, like Eric Ebron and David Njoku. And on defense, the, the uh, Patriots and the Browns would be my top two there. So that brings us to the end of our show for this week. Obviously, in your championships or in your crazy leagues that are playing championships next week in your semifinals, good luck to everybody. Unless, of course, you're playing us. You can find us all week long all over social media. We're at thefantasyfootballsherpa.com, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THN into show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. Like I said, if you've got lineup questions, we've got answers. And good luck to everybody this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. So Merry Christmas, Jan, and hopefully Santa will bring both of us some common sense for next week's show. We're keeping our fingers crossed. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>